everybody, and we are back with another episode of Age of Geek. Uh, Colin is here with me. Colin, how are you? Hey, wonderful. Regular on you? the show. And we have a couple of guests. Uh, Tracy for Movies That Make Us. Long-time listener, second-time caller. Yep, welcome. We're <laughs> glad to have you. And then James Estrada, who... James, what do you want to plug? You, you've got your Nerdy at Home Dad blog that you post on frequently. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Parenting Podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, I mean, unless people want to buy stuff from me at Target, then... I, <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate that, James. I will say this. I feel like Target does enough advertising. I don't think they need more free advertising from us. They do not. But I mean... I do. So, you know, if you want to come in and, like, tell my bosses, like, you're buying stuff from me, that'd be great. Okay. Maybe they'll tell me I deserve a raise before I leave, and we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. So, if I'm just coming in to get a pack of gum, I should go talk to your manager? Yeah, and be like, hey, so James Estrada, he's, like, perfect. He told me this is the flavor to go with. I wasn't going to buy any gum, but James talked to me. He sold me on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, then they'll be like, he didn't even work today. Like, oh, that's just how good he is. That's how good he is. He's just a pro. He was texting me on his day off. He was just like, dude, we got this new gum in. (laughs) It's pretty great. That's how dedicated he is. Yeah. They'll make me manager in no time. (laughs) That's how it works. That's how it works. You sell enough packs of gum to the right people, and you're on the management fast track. That's the secret. Who else is selling gum, Jake? I mean, come on. It's Walmart. You think Walmart sells gum? No. 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 Not at all. I've never even seen it there. I don't even think they carry it. Smith? Like Like other employees, they might be like trying to get somebody to buy like a huge television or something, you know? Or, or, Or a computer computer no. or a new phone but james james hooks you up with the basics getting you set up with the, the gum because he exactly. knows that that you're going to come back for more gum and then he's going to get you mm-hmm. listen you always have bad breath at some point yeah exactly yeah i have i always have bad breath at a lot of points um <laughs> from what i hear the virtual work re- uh, environment has been very good for me as far as my halitosis goes <laughs> But gum is good for those times when I have to get out and see people. So uh, th- this is, we we seem to try to reach new levels of ridiculousness every week, Colin. And this is, we're, this is an all time high, I think. I, I well, say, yeah. last time Colin was putting stuff in stockings that I don't want to talk about. We're not. Oh, here. yeah, that was, uh, that was not great. So, uh, but. There's a reason why we are here together today. Uh, it's not marriage. Uh, it is to talk about Star Wars and or because that has wrapped up. And for those of you that don't know, at FanX this last September, the mm-hmm. four of us, along with Ty Russell, who's not with us here tonight, we were on a panel talking about Andor. like the first two episodes had come out. Uh, and we were the only like panel that talked about Andor at FanX. What's that, Tracy? I said the. I think the episodes dropped like a day before, maybe two days before. Yeah, yeah. like the day before the convention started, and yeah. we were there talking about it Saturday night. So, <laughs> yeah. and and at that point, James, you had seen the first two episodes. I think 137 times. Is that right? <laughs> that is correct. Um, 
<laughs> and then I went home after the panel and watched it three more times so I could get that 140. Yeah, you got to get that round number. Not, not only nice did number. he do that, he went out and bought a book. That's true. How do you how do you have time for this? It's a lot of uh, work. It's a lot of effort. Uh, but you know, to be the best, you have to kind of you know just put your money where your mouth is. Kind of. It's why sometimes I don't pay my rent on time. But you know, sometimes you got to do yeah. what you got to do. You know. You got to make those sacrifices. <laughs> you got to yeah, be dedicated sure. to the craft. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You got to study. You got to you got to have the knowledge. And I mean, like when you have uh, Diego Luna coming in, it's like, oh, you know, you need to, uh, you need to show up. You need to show up for your people, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, sure. I mean, you're you're basically raising Andor. That, you know. Yeah, that is true. Uh, with his Cassian costumes, there's. Uh, nothing like if i didn't show up for that then i would be a failure as a parent and a person yes so you know and trying not to be that yeah well and and really when we talk about your your son's costume i mean every time something andor comes out that costume seems to make the rounds on the internet again Mm -hmm. the meme with him being born into it yeah yeah it's and like I said, I think it's really funny to see because, like, I think the, uh, I think it was the day before the panel, like, is that started making the rounds again, and uh, like one of my friends on Facebook like messaged me like, hey, you know, just want to let you know this is out there, and I told him, cool, thanks for letting me know, and like I reached out and I was like, hey, yeah, this was fun to make, and the one of the meme pages that made a meme out of my kid, like they responded and they were like, Oh, Hey, yeah. You know, uh, if it bothers you, you can take it down. And I was like, no, we love it. Like we're so happy that even all these years later that people are still finding it and, uh, they're just making content out of it still. And it's one of our favorite things about it. I mind if I, uh, share it on the, on the stream here. Yeah, go for it. Screen share here, and this was actually reposted. This was on StarWars.com. Yeah, yeah. Like, how cool is that to be featured on StarWars.com? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like that is pretty sweet, and I think it also even shows like his little Ezra costume too. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So cool. Oh my gosh, that was pre the Ezra lightsaber that we bought at Disneyland. Uh, but that was one of our favorite things that article actually goes through and like she did a Q&A like with us about like his favorite movies and why his favorite characters uh, and it's just how, how many six year olds can say that they had that done uh, that is absolutely right but yeah, well, there's, yeah it was there, a great time there's not a lot of 40 year olds that can say they have that kind of debt. <laughs> No. They think they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we talked about the first two episodes of Andor. We made some kind of predictions. We talked about what we thought about the show so far. And now that it's kind of wrapped, we thought it would be fun to get most of us back together to talk about the first season, what our thoughts were. Uh, I think after the first two episodes, we were all pretty bought in. Mm-hmm. Um how did you guys feel once season one wrapped up? Were you still, you know, all, all in on Andor or did you, 
Was it not as good as, as the first two episodes? What were your thoughts? To me, this is the best Star Wars out there. It may not, I, I think it's better than The Mandalorian. And I love The Mandalorian. It's not as entertaining as The Mandalorian at times, but it is better. There are so many brilliant things. The script writing is so tight and so strong, and it's showing us a whole different version of this universe than we've seen before. Um, it, I, I love Rogue One, and I think this is just absolutely stellar um, TV TV filmmaking. It's a weird hybrid these days. It's like TV used to be so terrible. Like you get the sitcoms and the canned laughter, and now you have like these epic tv shows that it could rival a lot of movies so what about you guys i don't think the last um, track would work on this one tracy <laughs> <laughs> i think that uh so it's kind of like like i loved everything about it like the love that i had for it with the first two episodes went through the entire series or the season um i think a lot of it felt like they like it felt like the story building in the prequels where you were getting a lot of background information that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some people who just wanted actions like, oh, well, I didn't need this, this, or this. And it's like, no, you do for the entire story. Like you right. need to see, uh, you know, you need to see the slow stuff along with the fast paced stuff. Um, otherwise, you know, it's just another, uh, I would say Book of Boba Fett where it kind of was really fast paced uh, they tried to keep as much much action as possible, uh, but this it really gave off those prequel vibes where they're trying to build something other than uh, battle scenes and stuff like that. I don't know that I've ever thought of Book of Boba Fett as fast paced and action packed. It was like, uh, last episode. Well, it became yeah. the Mandalorian season two. Yeah, it was pretty slow yeah. for the most part. It, 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 there was. <laughs> There was like maybe maybe one one scene outside of the last episode with um uh where they're like doing that whole train scene uh yeah. and trying to get uh trying to shoot down everyone from passing through but but outside of that not not too much action. <laughs> <laughs> I have a low bar for action. Well, there you go. That's fair. I I was not a fan of the book of Boba Fett. I said it when, when they started, I don't need a background story for Boba Fett. I don't. And I still don't feel like I need it. Like he is a great side character and he should be involved in more things, but I don't need him anyway. Wasn't my favorite series. We're not talking about the book of Boba Fett. Colin, what were your thoughts on Andor season one? Sorry. I, I will go off on a tangent. I will control myself. <laughs> no, I, I, I really loved it. Um, I, I don't have too much like to really pick at it. Like the storyline it felt is, is really driven and intriguing. Um, I, I didn't always know what to expect at every turn. Right. Um, like it was, it wasn't written in a way that you could just easily say, Oh yeah, they're going to kill off this character. They're going to kill off this character. Like, right. It it's, uh, and with the, I really like the politics of the empire and being able to see kind of the, the thoughts that were turning through there and like kind of the data analytics that they're yeah. like, 
pulling through and and um i really like um uh denise goes uh is it go goff something uh That's character uh uh deidre mm-hmm. uh i think she's a phenomenal version of of what the empire is and trying to like bend and get like the backstabbing kind of information that yeah. that you're wanting and constantly like proving other people wrong that think they're sly enough to pass something by her um uh but but overall yeah i've i've loved every second of it so far what about you jake it was wow um I am going to be outnumbered on this podcast a little bit. <laughs> it was it was a mixed bag for me. And okay. it's, it's hard for me to say that because I know that when I do share my opinion on this, it leaves me open for a lot of comments um, similar kind of t- to what you alluded to, James, in that like it wasn't action-packed enough and all I want is lightsabers and things like that. And that's not the case. I get that right. argument because I do think that there are people that have a problem with Andor because of that. My favorite Star Wars movie, well, one of my favorites, is The Last Jedi. I don't think anyone's going to call that too fast-paced, <laughs> right? The way that story unfolds. So, and Empire Strikes Back is another one of my favorites, and it's another one that it the story kind of simmers a little bit. Yeah. So that's not what bothered me with it. I think it was inconsistent at parts. And then you can break it down into three kind of, three or four main parts that I think making each of those into three episodes Mm -hmm. was a little much like his time in the detention camp where they're building stuff that could have been two episodes, not three. It could have been one episode. Even I think it's accomplished the same thing. And I know, like I said, you guys are not going to agree with me on this and that's fine. (laughs) I felt like there were just, it was just inconsistently paced for me and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I, I get I do understand the importance of it. I do understand the story. And I think that there's a lot of story there and there's some really powerful stuff. Like at the, at the very end, um, when you've got them doing kind of the funeral March for Marva and like how that turns into kind, kind of this battle, that's very reminiscent of a lot of, you know, historical rebellious battles and, and things right. like that. Like that was really, really cool because we don't get to see that kind of level of the rebellion Right. very often in star wars and that was really awesome yeah. but yeah. but there were other i think the other thing is there was a lot of inside baseball on this like a lot like when mon motha mothma's talking to the guy about his son showing up and does that mean a betrothal and there's all these marriage rituals with their culture and their planet i know a lot of star wars but then i felt like i don't know anything about star wars because i don't know what they're talking about and like there's a lot of that kind of stuff in it that it really for for deep dive fans it's great and it's fantastic for someone who's more of a casual fan i think it was a little bit more difficult to connect with some of that stuff i i can see that but at the same time i felt like like i'm not a brian young right i am not but i'm i'm with you jake i'm a little bit more of a surface fan i'm not reading all the novels i haven't played all the video games i haven't read the comic books but the 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 thing i love about this is like so much of star wars is like there's good and there's evil and here we are in the middle and we are in the gray part and we're seeing 
what people have to do in order for this rebellion to occur. Mm -hmm. And I love like Luthen's character where they're, they're talking about how the, the pilot had been captured and they were going to let one of their own go into an ambush and be killed. And all the supplies are going to be raided and people are going to die. But if we, warn him then the empire will know and then we're screwed before we even get started and so it's the it's the things like that that really interested me i like yeah. the fact that there weren't any jedi with lightsabers and mystical powers to come save the day like yeah. the yeah. average person had to deal with this and i thought that was fantastic yeah and i have no problem with there being no lightsabers and no jedi oh, and no, i also no. thought it was really cool to see a lot of that intrigue and we've never seen the ISB um, right. on the screen like this. And that was really cool. Um, and I, I think there was a lot of really great stuff. And I think there were moments of brilliance in the series, but I also feel like there was a lot of inconsistent pacing for me. And I really feel like, especially in the jail part, it could have been at least an episode shorter. Yeah. No, that, the jail yeah. part was some of my, my Easily. favorite parts. hundred percent Colin. Easily. No. Oh. no, 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 <laughs> because that that is what turns Cassian into the rebel that we know from mm -hmm. from yeah. uh, Rogue One. Like without that, then he is not the hardcore dedicated. He rebel. he would he would just gone back to skipping town again and right you know trying to no. trying to go. I disagree. I disagree. Because I think it's Marva's. I think it's Marva's death. That turns uh, him into the hardcore rebel. Oh, it's a combination. It's definitely a combination. Look on he's seen firsthand what they're doing. Yeah. And and, and I mean awful. leaving and they're gonna slaughter them all. Like it's it's literally just a prison yep. to yeah. get rid and of the And you could have told population. that story in one episode. You could have told that story in one because episode. Then it would have been rushed. And you'd be uh -huh. going, Oh, you had to have that build up. Oh. So, so here's and the then thing. okay and let then me, you wouldn't let me you wouldn't have had the heart to to then hear andy circus say but i can't swim i, I gotta say you're wanting to cut andy circus down to one episode and i am not okay with that sir so so here's let me let me backpedal you can either do it in one episode or make that a whole season of the show but the fact, because this is really like season one is really like three seasons where they're like, we've kind of got three different ideas what we can do to build this, but we're not going to have the time. So let's squish them down into these 12 episodes. But then we don't really have it at all fleshed out enough. I, so, it was just weird. It was weirdly paced. Counterpoint to that. So I think what sure. I think part of the two, I think there are a couple issues. One, Andor is not like, the most famous character. Like we're not doing a Luke Skywalker series or an Obi-Wan yes. Kenobi series where everybody knows him. I think when it was first announced, people were like, who's Andor? Oh, that's right. He's the guy from Rogue One. I'm yeah. surprised that Disney gave them 12 episodes because typically Disney will go somewhere between six to eight episodes. Yeah. So I was surprised that they got 12 and then they announced a second season before the first season was even released like they came out and said we believe Maybe. in this so much it's getting two seasons and so i think there's a lot of story that they have to combine in there 
they couldn't have told the entire prison story in one season because it's not going to get six or seven seasons. It's only right. going to get two. Yeah. But they wanted to give you the feel of it being six or seven seasons. Uh, they, but they made it last 1,400 years. When they you already signed <laughs> off on on four total seasons. I think it's only each, two. Because each season is a year. And there are four years uh, leading up. No. So next season, I read an article about this. Next season will take place a year after the end of season one. And then every hmm. three episodes, there will be a time jump of about a year. So that by the time we get to the end of season two, it'll go right into Rogue One. Well, that's just too confusing. And that's not going to set up <laughs> enough time. <laughs> but uh, one thing I wanted to say about the prison episode, though, is I think that I don't think it's that it's that whole series that leads to Cassian being the Cassian he is in Rogue One. Right. But I think it leads to him understanding the empire a little bit more because yeah. you see like that scene where he's just yelling nobody's listening nobody's watching nobody cares <laughs> like that whole little sequence right there he, it starts clicking for him that this is how we get this done like right. we can sneak in and we could do all of this stuff on the inside because they're too big they're too big to care and they don't expect the little guy to be able to do anything about it. Yeah, the Empire's got a big problem with that where they build really big things and ignore the little things that could destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of a whole metaphor for the Death Star. Right. But I get the value of the prison episodes. I'm not questioning that. Like they are necessary. And you're right. Because up to that point, Andor's only in any of this for himself. Right. The only reason yeah. he goes to help Luthan in the first place is because it gets him out of trouble. And there's going to be a big payday, and that's going to mean that him and Marva can leave out of and there. hide and all of that stuff. So he's only in it for himself until he goes through the prison experience. And I get that because you're right, James. He does get to see, you know, a different perspective on the Empire. They're not looking. They don't care. They're all that other kind of stuff. And I get that. He needs that firsthand experience. I'm just saying those episodes were hard to get through at times and they were just not well yeah, paced sure. in my opinion. That's crazy. I could, I That's could so interesting that. because I, I, I thought those were the highlights of the season. And, and, and that's good. I'm glad. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Tracy. I'm just saying you're wrong. No, just kidding. I'm not, I'm not saying that. You know, I, I, I gotta think... say though, Andy circus with his, with his monologue, when he's on the radio telling everybody as to what's going on. And then when they're like one way out, you know, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that coach that gives the, the halftime speech, you know, to the football team. And yeah. you just want to go like punch through a wall because you're so excited to be, you know, like the youths yeah. while I'm playing USC, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My thought with all of that is, man, did we waste Andy Serkis on the Snoke character? It'd be great to have him as a major character in Star Wars instead of this guy who dies because <laughs> he can't swim. But we wasted him. Snoke was a waste. <laughs> and you won't be able to change my mind. Snoke was a waste. Yeah, they they Snoke missed him. There, there was some real potential there, but yeah. They, yeah. They, there was a lot. Unfortunate. The, and there's a lot in the in the what do we call them? The sequels to the... The, the sequels, yeah. Okay. You got the there original trilogy, the prequels, and the sequels. Issues yeah. with, but um, I was a little bummed that we did not get a K2SO, but I think we're definitely going to get him in season two. They, 
yeah, they said we weren't going to get him until season two. They said yeah. that like yeah. right at the beginning. But I was, but I was hoping that they were lying. <laughs> Still, yeah. I, I thought they might have been when he shows up in that town and the yeah, those are the same story. kind of droids. And that it's like, is this it? Is this their? No, it wasn't. Yeah, and it's it going to be interesting because that droid really messed him up, and so to to be able to reprogram a, a, the droid and and make him. K2SO. That's going to be interesting to me. Um, James, you had a funny story on our panel um, at FanX about um, the droid from the series and your son. Oh, B2 Emo? Yeah. Uh, About how I am now a droid in Star Wars because (laughs) I am very emo and just that droid is me. Wasn't he like, that's you, Dad? That's you. Yeah, he said, oh, look, they made a droid after you because you're so emo. <laughs> and I mean, just hearing how depressed that droid is, it's like, oh my god, they did do. They made they turn into a droid. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, you I think the funny thing though that I or one of the things that I love when you talk because you were talking about Marva's funeral procession, uh, there is a point where B2 Emo is leading the entire procession. Uh, he is just ahead of everybody else, just kind of oh, leading that. the procession. And it's right before the, uh, it's when the bands are coming together in the street. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget that guy's name. He's coming up with her like plaque that has like her mm. name the, and stuff on brick. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just at that moment, B2 Emo is like leading the procession. But yeah. I love that droid so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that droid is a great addition to the Star Wars droids. I love, I, yes. I like the droid a lot as well. Like, oh yeah, his stuttering, his depression, it's all me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when I make him his cot, when I make my kid his cosplay for this show, I am making myself B two emo cosplay. Nice. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Well, now um, that I've gone on my rant about so, being a Scrooge about it, I'm sorry. I uh, I am confused about One Piece because because they made it a really big deal about a sister in the beginning episode. Oh yeah, but they only touched base on it like one other time. So it's it's just weird that it's like supposed to be part of his story and journey, and then it's just going to be kind of flopped into this. What's seems to me like it's going to be kind of a cluster yeah. of a rush for season two. Yeah. I I trust Tony Gilroy. I think he's just a phenomenal um, screenwriter. So I'm, I'm interested to see it. If he feels like they can pull off those time jumps. I mean, house of the dragon did it pretty well. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen house. Of the dragon. <laughs> yeah, just, to keep, just to keep the conversation going, but <laughs> I, uh, I gotta say the other thing I loved about this series too is Cyril, because that guy is such a bootlicker. Like yeah, you know that yeah. there's those guys. You we always knew that the Empire was full of those guys, but to see one who's like willing to say and do anything in order to, to yeah. rise up into power. Yeah, he's that at first, and then he just turns creepy. Oh, he totally. he's just crazy yeah. psycho. Well, and he's, then it he's like a major stalker almost it feels like for, yeah for like he's got that 
he's got that like i've got our wedding planned out and by the way i've acted it out with these like figures that i handmade and hand painted in my closet kind of energy that's the kind of energy that he has yeah dark helmet. like yeah well, and- a little bit yeah well in that scene where um where Deja's being chased and then yeah. gets pulled into that room like it seemed like a little bit of an overreaction almost. Uh, just just in like that, like stunned. And then it just made this like kind of, I love you. There was space. And I was there was like, some sexual tension there. What is yeah. going on here? Like, was anybody yeah. else like, kiss? We don't... yes, yes. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> no. I was like, stop, I was stop, like, stop. He's a creeper. Do not <laughs> You are going to pull yourself down because of this guy. (laughs) There there are very few instances where I have sympathy for an Imperial officer of any sort. But that was one time where I was like, you need to get away from him for your own good. And his mom, where she's like always grilling him while she is awful. She is not supportive. I, I want I want those space cocoa puffs though. Oh, I don't know totally, what flavor yeah. they were, but they seem to go great with blue milk. I, I want them in so. Galaxy's Edge. I want the yeah. the B two emo. I want to be able to build him at the Droid Depot, yeah. and I want to be able to munch on the the breakfast cereal. Breakfast cereal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to your point about his sister, though, Colin, I think that's a really valid point because it was almost like we needed a reason for him to be where he was at the very beginning. Yeah. But, like, they yeah. really don't revisit. I think they mention it toward the end, like, maybe in the last episode. Like, Please, you can't like, go back for your sister or something like that. You yeah. can't go find her. Yeah. And, but, like, really, honestly, he comes back from from when he kills the two guys. And it's like, well, that's it. Like, that's all we hear about his sister. Then it's about getting yeah. away and saving right. his, you know, I don't know. Saving so Marta. it's interesting. We'll see how it plays into the second season. Yeah. That's going to cover, apparently, or, or, three years or, now, four, uh, two years. Or the um, the the comic book or the novel tie-in. Yeah, yeah, they they may do that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't think they will. I think it's one of those things where either they're never going to mention it again, or it That's will play guess. a factor in the second season. I'm guessing it'll make more sense. Them, but I mean, I just finished a book series where the sister ends up kind of being the big bad, and that was who mm. he was kind of looking for originally. So maybe that's what happens. Aha. Uh-huh. So his sister's well, if you think about it, like (laughs) (laughs) if you think about it, they did have uh Imperials going to that planet. So it's possible that the Empire did pick up the rest of his people. Yeah. And it's possible that they recruited them into their stormtrooper programs. That's Uh, true. So, I mean, it is possible that his sister is working for the ISB in some uh, fashion. That would be interesting. Yeah. That's going to be my prediction is that she's going to, she's going to be like Krennic's underling or something that he has to kill at the end of season two. Oh, that'd be tragic. And it'd be so something they would do to Cassian to make him more of that Cassian that we get in Rogue One. Like yeah. the, I have to kill whoever I have to kill for this rebellion to work. Yeah. Well, and then I didn't recognize him at first, but I guess the guy that he escapes from the prison with is one of the 
guys in Rogue One. Yeah. He's oh. one of those, uh, Saw's guys, isn't he? Yeah. Or no, not not Saw. It's um like he helps rescue um Jane Urso um mm. from Rogue One. Like he's oh, part of okay. yeah, yeah. that helps rescue her from her prison planet. Gotcha. So I didn't recognize him at first. I just read something afterwards. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. It had been a now while. How that you mentioned that character? Um, so when those guys get captured by those goopy fishnets, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what? Why did they let them go? I was very confused because they wanted to eat them, and yeah. then they were just like they rattled something off about the empire. They didn't really believe it. It sounded like, and then they just go on. Uh, my, we were watching Home Alone yesterday. This this will tie in. Just give me a second. Okay. We were watching Home Alone <laughs> yesterday, and there's a part where Kevin climbs on these shelves in his brother's room, and then they all fall on top of him. And my youngest was very concerned. He's like, "I hope he doesn't like die. Like, how does he not die there?" And my middle child, Jack, says, "Because he has plot armor." And we all just kind of laugh. He's like, because he can't die. He's the main character. That's Whoa. why they didn't need him, Colin, because Cassie Nandor has plot armor. Of he needs to he needs to make it until he doesn't make it. Were, were you just like I've the proudest heard. dad when that I was it was really awesome. It was a cool moment for sure. <laughs> I love that. It's like number three coming in a, hot. I think that should be a t-shirt for you guys for the podcast. Plot it's armor. Like, called plot armor. It's like, That's a good out, t-shirt. Yeah. We need to recognize the greatness of this moment. Son, I've never been more proud. <laughs> yep. So that is uh, great. But that applies here. No, I I can't remember if they give a reason in the story, but I mean, I think it was something to do with like the Fisher people were more upset with the Empire. Yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. the vibe that I got like, to. They just the, didn't... The, the Empire had like poisoned their their land, yeah, or okay. their ocean, and then when these guys were like, "We're not part of that," we're is that why their nets were goopy? Because their land was poisoned. <laughs> they might just have goopy nets. You, you know, you yeah. gotta have weird aliens. Or do they just produce the goop? When you're trying oh, to no. make something possible. When you're trying to make something sci-fi and alien and different, you just make it goopy. That's what you do. It's true. Easy. Uh, and I'm not going to comment on your other comment. Just no. add. <laughs> If Steph is here, uh, Steph would definitely take Colin up on that comment. Yeah, she would. Um, so <laughs> let's, Where's Steph let's, when you need her? We mentioned the politics. Let's talk about Mon Mothma Ooh. and her character in this because this is this is more in-depth in her character than I've experienced. Absolutely. I, I think there are books and comics that go more in-depth, but for me, this was as in-depth as I've ever gotten with her character. What okay. did you think of Mon Mothma in this? James, I think uh, so. I think you have like this preconceived idea just from like the original trilogy of how Mm -hmm. she holds herself like in her home and stuff like that. You think that she's this very uh, it's hard to explain for me, but you know, in the prequels, you see her as this politician as well. In Rogue One, you get the same vibe, and it's kind of an insider's look into how Mon Mothma is living her double life, mm-hmm. as trying to start off this rebellion and 
uh, still trying to toe the line as a senator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they did a really good job of showing that juxtaposition that she has to have, like they're showing the difference of, oh, well, when I'm with the Empire, this is how I have to act versus when I'm, you know, making deals with Luth and this is how I can like perceive the Empire and how much I hate them, blah, 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 you know. I think they did a really good job with her character. Um, although I will say there were times I was like, uh, we don't like, you know, we talked about like the, you were talking about like the marriage stuff and going mm-hmm. into like all that. Like I, I felt like that wasn't necessary to a point. Like it was necessary for her personal storyline um, and telling more about like her planet and like what her people do. But right. it's almost like, uh, this isn't what I'm here for, but I, I dig it. You know, <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I, I'm setting up the Andor spinoff. Mothman. Yeah, that'll be the yeah. next one. That, <laughs> yeah, um, and it'll James, all be about I'm marriage. Gonna, I'm going to disagree yes. with you slightly, James, because by having the betrothal of the daughter, what they're doing is they're doing two things here. One is they're showing how much everybody has to pay in order to make this rebellion happen. That's like, fair. Yeah. Right. But the second part is, is it shows how smart and clever Mon Mothma is and how good of a leader she's going to be for the rebellion. Because when she knows that her driver has been spying on her, mm-hmm. he drops the, my husband's been gambling, which he hasn't. Yep. So that gives some leeway as to why the yeah. money's happening. And now with this gangster bringing in the daughter, then she could be like, the gangster is paying my husband for the gambling debts in exchange, my husband is giving up my daughter. So she's going to get her daughter back, drop the husband and drop the charges against her. Yeah. 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 That part I thought was brilliant when she started getting on about the gambling, I was confused for a second because I'm slow and it's fine. Yeah. But once I kind of picked up on it, like she knows he's eavesdropping Mm -hmm. and she's setting up the alibi for why she needed to get the money from the sketchy guy to begin with because of the gambling debts of her husband. And I was like, that's pretty brilliant. I had one major problem with her husband. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a TikToker that I follow called semi stupid. And he looks just like her husband. And like, every time I could not, not see him. <laughs> it's a great you, has, has he addressed the resemblance? No, he hasn't. So he does sketches. So he doesn't really like, he doesn't do the like interactive kind of he does sketches okay. and they're all really really am I stupid off the wall weird sketches but <laughs> you guys should check him out and tell me that he doesn't look like mon mothma's husband so all right yeah mon mothma's husband he's he's kind of a creep like yeah. i don't know he's just kind of i guess not a creep but he's just there's something about him that just you're just like Ugh. like yeah, you just get that terrible person kind of vibe. And yeah, like he he doesn't. It, it, it's very much a, a political marriage. It feels like a hundred percent. It was arranged yeah. when and, they were and, much younger. Yeah, exactly. Arranged younger. They were two different people. They've gone. They've kind of torn apart past. in these separate ways of of politics and. He yeah, just wants it's, it's to very... ride. He wants to ride the comfortable life and eat the food I, yep. and relax. And she wants to rebel against 
the emperor. I think, I think when it all comes out at the end, uh-huh. he's going to be much more heroic than we think he is. I think a lot of this is a front and I think he's in on some of it. And I think she's kind of kept him at a distance on purpose hmm. to put up this front playing the long game needing to have that contention between her and him and like to the point where you've got to make it believable that you're all of a sudden going to be having an argument with him about his gambling debts and him being defensive and things like that. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's more complicated than what we've seen on the screen so far, but I think, I think we're supposed to think he's kind of a not great guy. Yeah. yeah. Just in it for the comfort, all that kind oh, of Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Right See? there. Yeah. That looks exactly yes, he does. like him. That yeah. is crazy. Wow. His skits are just awful. And I really don't know that I'd recommend following him. <laughs> you might find you know, him I funny. I, I do love when he pops up on my for you page and yeah. his like dinner conversations. Yes. He like, does those he does, are my he does favorite ones. Yeah. He does like celebrity dinner conversations, like where he takes <laughs> scenes from movies and he cuts him so it like cuts from the the actor to him and that takes the line from the movie and he reacts in a different way and takes the conversation in a completely different direction than it actually was in the film. So some of them are funny, but some of them are kind of crass, but it's still funny anyway, but that's who I see every time that her husband is on screen. (laughs) I can can see that. (laughs) One thing I did think was, was interesting guys is uh, I was reading an interview and they said that they almost put an F bomb in Marva's final speech, the original speech saying it. "F the Empire," and I'm like, oh. <laughs> because we did get our first vulgarity. I think it was like a dam or something like that. The um, Cyril and his lieutenant guy drops that, mm-hmm. but but I was kind of like, if she would have dropped the "F the Empire," I think I kind of would have lost it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't use that 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 word. Um, it's not one of my favorites by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm just like, you know, if there's one group that kind of deserves that, it's the Empire. <laughs> I, I think I think you have to be careful with that, though. Oh, totally. So they did that in Picard, right? They had like he's sitting oh, really? there talking to the admiral in like the first season, and and she drops a couple of f bombs and her yelling at him and whatever. And I'm like. Yeah, that's probably pretty true for military, but it is not like what we normally see in Star Trek. And it was a little bit jarring as someone who mm-hmm. who's watched a lot of Star Trek. And I think it would kind of feel the same way with Star Wars because they don't typically go to that level. So you, right. if they do it right, it could be very impactful. But yeah, I don't know. I think there's, I be... there's definitely different ways to do it. Like, I think yeah. the uh, the best way that I've seen it done is you go back to The Walking Dead. They do that. They did it oh. in the first episode, the first live episode, when they're at terminus and they're captured in the train cars. And he says they've effed with the wrong people. And then right. the next time they showed the replay, they changed it to they messed with the wrong people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the only time that I've really been like, oh yeah, that was really cool. But like, I I get that same feeling. Like if they would have done that in Marva's speech, it would have been really cool the first time. Then you're like, uh, but was it really necessary? Like they don't yeah. talk like that in Star Wars. You've never heard them like talk like that in Star Wars before. Like you imagine that somebody has to at one point. Yeah, so you think that they have a different word. I'm that, guessing yeah, well, I mean, they've got they've got like what is it? Uh, 
uh, Dink Ferrick. Dink Ferrick, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Bantha fodder. But it's not, it's not the same. Like, you can't be not like, the Empire's Bantha fodder. Like, that just doesn't <laughs> have the same. Yeah, <laughs> the only ones that I feel like when you make up a word like that, that, that worked really well was in Battlestar Galactica with frack. Cause they use that. Yeah. Just frack was good. Perfectly oh, um, series. 30 rock where Tina Fey invents shark farts. That's my favorite fake vul- vulgarity ever. Yeah, well, <laughs> the good place also has fork. The, yeah. the fork, fork and balls. Yeah. Holy but, fork and shirt balls. I, I think, and I think the other thing with, with Picard that was interesting is when they did that, that kind of opened the floodgates and it was almost like every other episode they had more mm-hmm. vulgarity in it. And, and I don't want that to happen either. Like yeah. I get it. If you want to have yeah. one like meticulously placed, we're going to put it right here, right there. but I don't know that on a TV 14 streaming series oh, on sure. Disney plus, that they're going to do it. it. I can imagine the conversation with the Disney execs and they're like, okay, we're going to let you get away with the, the adult nature and the politicking and we'll even let you have the strip club the you know the alien brothel but yeah. we can't let you have the f-bomb <laughs> yeah and i, I recognize uh, I that the we'll streaming services like a rated r star wars series now this is as close as we're gonna get yeah yeah uh i, I think just... acolyte will probably be the closest we'll ever Ooh, get probably yeah cool. acolyte might get there too but yeah, I just don't see him going full bore though, like TVMA or no. rated R. Just because no. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the property, and and that's okay, right? Yeah, and I, I do feel like, like it's not they, necessary for Star Wars to go that route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they 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 accomplish some edgier stuff in this, but it goes right up to the level where I think it should be for Star Wars. Like, yeah, I should never sit down to watch a Star Wars movie or show. And like worry about my kids watching it sure too much. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and the things that they, they do in this film or in this series is it is more adult, but it's not because it's like graphic. It's just that it's more adult themes and conversations and dialogue that the kids may not necessarily yeah. be into. I, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't not let my my kids watch this. I just don't think right. they're gonna be interested. Mm-hmm. I just think they're gonna be bored. Yeah. Because they're not going to keep up with all of the intrigue and the and stuff like that. And maybe it's because I felt like I was bored at times. But, you know, and I can't imagine, I don't know, wow. as a kid being, I'm just, Tracy, it's fine, okay? <laughs> you know I love you. I feel it. like I've let you down. You know I love you. I know. <laughs> we'll get through this. We've been through worse. We'll get through this. We have. We we'll did weather a whole... the storm. We <laughs> We did a whole episode on Ready Player One, so you know we, we can did. do anything. Yeah. James was in the crowd for that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He was one of the he's five one of people. people. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of five people who have heard that never to be heard episode. Uh, but what I really appreciate, though, Tracy, is you and Val went back and did another one for for Fan X. It was not easy. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of us really liked the movie. <laughs> I remember when that came up. I was like, "Well, good luck with that. Have, Have fun." fun. <laughs> at, at least Val likes the book a lot, yeah. um, especially the audiobook version. I didn't even really like the book. I liked all the Rush references. Yeah, I liked the idea behind it, but it just was too much Deus Ex Machina for me. 
if if all you liked about Ready Player One, Tracy, were the Rush references, then you really hated the movie because they ripped <laughs> that out completely. We'll get one character that has one Rush poster on the wall. It's a little token, and that's yeah. <laughs> so, so what are you guys I, looking forward to in season two? Ooh, uh, I want to see an interaction with uh, B2 Emo and K2SO. That would be yeah. awesome. Yes. Uh, just because I think that those two would play really well off of each other. I agree. I agree. And anytime you can find a reason to bring in more Alan Tudyk, I'm all for oh, it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to see how he comes across uh, K2SO the reprogramming, the the bond, the relationship that they have because they're kind of like this reluctant love for each other. <laughs> like, yeah. Either one really wants to admit that they care for the other one, but they do. Well, it's um, kind of like, it takes you back to when uh, K2SO slaps Cassian. Yeah. And then he apologizes for the slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it could be interesting, though, because, like, they... From Rogue One, it sounds like they were together for a couple of years, like two or yeah. three years. It makes you think that if they're going to do time jumps and stuff, you're going to see K2SO pretty early in season two. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And and I'm with Jake. The more Alan Tudyk we can get, it's like Andy Serkis. The more I can get, the better. I really want to see the the continued growth of Mon Mothma in her role yeah. Yeah. Um, as she takes on more of a... Because by the time we see her, even in Rogue One, um, and then rebel. yeah, she is like leading the rebel forces. She's not. There's not as much cloak and dagger stuff going on anymore. Yeah, uh, and yeah. so I'm I'm excited to see that develop, and I'm excited to see like I think we've gotten we've gotten the foundation now. We've gotten the background story. Now I want to see Cassie and Andor be Cassie and Andor, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Run those um, rebel missions. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, and they did say we're going to Yavin Four. Awesome. So awesome. Nice. Yeah, we will we will do that because that plays a factor in Rogue One. So they've got to develop the establishment of the base there and all that. Um, yeah. I'm really interested in in seeing more of the the Empire facade peeled back, and just yeah. the like when when he goes to the data center and you realize that he's just one person in this gigantic room in this gigantic building on one planet there's got to be so many people doing these these menial yeah. type jobs that yeah. are all trying to scramble up the corporate ladder like yeah. there's a lot of um there's a lot of reality like i think anyone who's ever worked in a call center when they uh-huh. saw him sitting there thought that's, that's me. Exactly that's me yeah. in the Star Wars universe, yep. sitting yeah. in my call center job. I was just wishing looking I could for die. A, I was just looking for like a hang in there baby poster somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> a little Wookiee hanging from the chair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got yes. a little porg. A little loath cat on one of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. That's what we need. We need the loath cat. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see plenty of loaf cats soon. Oh, I hope so. We need more porgs uh, too. Yeah. It'll it'll come in the Ahsoka series, I'm sure. Yeah, the loaf cats. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's uh. Did you it's watch Rebels? Finding Tracy? Ezra. Oh. Okay, 
Yeah, yeah I, liked, so, I liked Rebels. I have not been able to go get through Clone Wars. I'm going to try again, but... That's okay. Uh, just just watch <laughs> the final season. You'll be fine. <laughs> it, if if you skip a lot of the, the politic episodes, uh-huh. it's, it's a lot easier to get through That's it. That's what I've heard, yeah. Basically anything like with... As soon as Padme pops up, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm just gonna skip this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna say something that I'm not going to now, so we'll go. I was just gonna say that that same kind of that that works really well if you're trying to watch episode two. Anytime that Padme's there, especially with Anakin, just skip through that and you'll be fine. Yeah, I like. But I don't like sand. Yeah. <laughs> it gets everywhere. <laughs> the other thing I got to say real quick before we wrap too, I love the fact that this is like its own self-contained piece. Like yeah. it felt like with the Mandalorian, like we get Luke Skywalker and then there's, you know, Boba Fett and you have all these tie-ins to like to the original trilogy. Yeah. And this is like it drops little easter eggs here and there like if, I, I was reading this interview about the the set designer and how much fun he had doing Luthen's shop, where he has all the antiques. Yeah, like, like he's got the Sanka stones from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, yeah. For somewhere, somewhere I read that they had Indy's whip in there as well. Um, yeah, they had like a headpiece that Padma wears, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that would have been so much fun to do. So like little Easter eggs and stuff like that, I really like, but. Um, I didn't need a DH Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian, you know? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. and it's nice because it's, it's in the timeline where that's not going to happen. True. Right. True. Um, which, which is a nice breather because you, you know that you're not just going to all of a sudden have lightsaber Luke show up coming, and save the day. to save the day. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's so kind of like, me. um, somebody, <laughs> <laughs> Luke travels back into the past. <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to think who could Time possibly machines. who could possibly show up, and I'm just thinking. So help me, if they like cross paths with like Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon at some point because he's just got it from Lando, and like he's running some mission, and like I'm gonna be ticked because we just don't need that. We yeah, just like I be, want this uh, series to remain. Likely. Yeah, they'll be at Moss. Of course they will, because everybody's on Tatooine. <laughs> Everybody in the stinking galaxy ends up on Tatooine. This little Desert rim planet. planet. Yeah. <laughs> on the outer rim, but they, they spend all this the time only... telling us how this planet doesn't matter, yet every stinking thing in the galaxy happens yeah. on this planet. Yeah. So yeah. true. The only but thing I that I can see maybe happening is some of the old school bounty hunters, you know. I, I would be okay with that. Yeah. I'd be okay with like boss showing up or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, and you have, we had a question at the panel where somebody asked if we would see like Leia come in to play. Oh yeah. Um, Mm. And I had mentioned that, you know, at this point she's about 16, 17 and you're getting like, if you were to get that Leia, you would get the Leia that they have in rebels that with that's running missions with Ezra and stuff like that. And so we already know that she's busy in Lothal, so there's no reason why she would be wherever Cassian is going. So, That's true. you know, you I, might I see, like, see. a background in Yavin 4 in Season 2, but that would be at most. Yeah. Well, Lothal at that point, at, 
at this point, though, would would that be free or no? At what um, point does Rebels stop in this? Rebels. So Rebels goes up to Rogue One. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I think it's right before Rogue One. So they're yeah. almost concurrent. Yeah. I, I do uh, think little Leia series, though. That little girl that played Leia was fantastic. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. I could, I could yeah. see... I could see Leia playing more in Mothma's story than in uh-huh. Andor's story, yeah. just because I could see, you know, her kind of being mentored by Mothma and things like that. And, but I don't know that I need to see that though yeah. in this series. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, like, I feel like if you got that, it would be kind of like how we were getting the scenes of Saw when he was with Luthen. Like, it would be, yeah. yeah. It'd it be was... things that you wouldn't see as completely necessary. But mm-hmm. it would be something that you're like, oh yeah, cool, yeah, like that does play into the story, right? But you know, but it's not a for like most... casual fans, you'd be like, this wasn't necessary for me to like enjoy the show, right? And yeah. I, I kind of wonder if they at this point would wait to do anything Leia based until the little girl grows up. Could be, yeah. I don't know. They're gonna but digitally I... age her up. Is what they're right. going to do. <laughs> we've got this thing. It's called AI. Gonna... <laughs> Seriously, if they made a series you may called on or you may not. We don't know what's going to happen when we put you in through the AI. But... <laughs> well, you either push people through time or time gets pushed through them. Yep, that's Somebody true. pees their pants. It's either me <laughs> <Yeah>. or Mimi. <laughs> or Mimi. Either way. Those are some brilliant moments. Uh, I I think season two is going to be really good, and yeah. I enjoyed Andor for the most part. I did have some issues with it, like I said, uh, but I enjoyed it. So one episode of the jail, Tracy. I'm not taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> one way out. If, if, he's, if, he's, if he's stuck on the last Jedi still, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> if you can show me in the sequel trilogy a movie that was better than the Last Jedi, then and convince me, I, I mean, dramatically. What did you just say, Tracy? Did you say Rise of Skywalker? I'm totally with you on this one. Yeah. I actually uh, like Rise of Skywalker better, but that's fine. It's it's okay. We don't have to talk about this. <laughs> we really we really don't. It's fine. <sighs> I kind of want a whole nother episode of just discussing oh, no. Rise of Skywalker versus Last Jedi. I'll just uh, I will not participate in that episode. No. <laughs> it, it just positive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to say, let's just agree to disagree by not discussing it. And then it's just easier that way. So. Uh, all right. Well, I, I don't know. Should we, do you guys want to give it a rating? What do we do? A scale of one to to five. Uh, what do we B2 want to use? Emos? B- <laughs> okay. On a scale of one to five B2 emos. What would you score this or rate this? Where are you going to go? Colin, we'll start with you. Oh, Colin. 
Uh, I would give it a 3.8. Out of 5? Out of 5. B2 Emos. Okay. My heart James? wants to give it my heart wants to give it a five. But you can't give something you can't say something perfect because there's always room for growth. Sure. So I would give it uh, I would give it four point six. Okay. I, I'm gonna go four point nine five because I feel like it just about wow. to me, this is the right. most interested I've been in Star Wars in a long time. Like I am so into these characters and the moss and the machinations of what's going on and um, the the dark underbelly of the of the empire and what people are having and willing to do in order to to get freedom. And like I said, there are so many parallels to the world today, seeing it through a Star Wars lens. Um, Star Wars has always been political, um, yeah. even though people claim that it it's not. It always has been. Um, it but it's how you interpret it. You know, um, I thought the writing was spot on. I thought the casting was amazing. I love the fact we didn't even get into Mothma's sister helping run Luthen's operation. Yeah. Um, just things like that where they just clicked into place. Um, I think she was her cousin, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, I thought it was sister. Was it cousin? It's cousin. It's cousin. Oh, okay. My apologies. We didn't even talk about the coolest musician in the in the series. The big gong guy. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. cool. Gong tower. He's pretty sweet. Yeah. You know? he's pretty cool. <laughs> like I said, it's not quite as entertaining as the Mandalorian, but I think it is better. I think this is the best Star Wars that we've had in a while, probably since the Last Jedi, because it challenges you, it pushes you, it gives you something different that you're not necessarily expecting, um, which I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what to say because the number I was going to say isn't going to make any sense now based on our previous conversation and Colin's (laughs) score of (laughs) 3.8. Because I was going to give it a solid four. I enjoyed the series. I think it had some pacing issues. However, where it takes us from point A to point Z and it tells the story and it gets us to where we need to go. I like where it's taking us and I like where it took us in the first season. And I think it has some really great moments. It's still star Wars and I enjoy it. Um, And so for me, it's still a four and it doesn't make any sense. Cause when we talked earlier, it sounded like Colin really enjoyed it and I didn't. And now our scores don't match up to that. So that's the kind of sense you get (laughs) here on age of geek. That is the kind of math we do. I did enjoy it, but as I'm talking to you guys out loud too, like I'm realizing some of the gaps. And so, yeah, yeah, I give it a 3.8. And that's fine. That's your number. I'm just saying, I think I came across too negative earlier. I thought thought that you were going to give it like, a, a two, two or yeah, a two point five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. what I've done is I pulled. I the thought I was going like, at a good, and then she gives it a B. <laughs> I was expecting you to go two, so he went three point eight. Yeah, and then you shocked the world by doubling him. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's still a really good series, and if you're a fan of Star Wars, you're going to enjoy it. I do think it has some pacing issues, and I think they're going to fix that in season two, and I think it'll be okay. But. Uh, Overall, it still gets us where we need to go. Andor's an intriguing character. Yeah. Um, I want to know more about uh, the, what is it, the daughters of 
Ferric. Yeah. Yeah. And what they do and like what we're seeing is the seeds and the the beginnings of the rebellion and that's really really cool. And we've seen that in Rebels on a different planet. Now we're seeing it here and and that's that's pretty awesome. Like right down to the fact that they're all wearing orange uniforms. Tell me that yeah. doesn't play into what yeah. the rebellion wears later. Like Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's some I cool the stuff. Feeling, I get the feeling that the um the the prison is going to become a very big deal in like a spark that kind of ignites the rebellion. Like yeah. I get the feeling like that's going to be something that people are going to be like talking about kind of like um early revolutionary war, you know, like the shot that was fired um, yeah, you know Paul Revere riding through the t- that kind of thing in this universe. That's going to be my. It's going to well, be a rallying cry. It's interesting. I know we're we're wrapping up and now we're getting like more in depth in the story, but <laughs> it's interesting because I feel like Luthen was trying to create that and produce that when they robbed the payroll. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it was supposed to kind of create that movement. But I think what will create that movement is what happened on Farrakh and the attack and the and the battle that happened there that's going to be similar to like the Boston Massacre yeah. and things like that that they're going to talk about and refer back to. So I think you're right, Tracy. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. So and that's why I gave it a four because it left me intrigued and wanting more. <laughs> I just may skip some of the parts when I go okay. back and rewatch it. And, and so. that is totally fair. Whole prison scene. <laughs> I'm not taking it back. See, I've, I've, I've agreed with Jake like 90% of this episode, but with Colin on the prison, I'm 100% with Colin's okay, part here. High five. That's one Again, we will weather this storm, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> we need counseling, Jake. Right, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find somebody who like specializes in star wars that way you guys can like work out these things together. yes the star wars differences yeah yeah well i think i think we would be able to reconcile pretty easily because i know where we stand on the last jedi yeah colin and i though if we no it would just <laughs> complete opposites it would blow you that wide open <laughs> we get together and have a plate of nachos and everything's good again yeah, that's what we need to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I remember doing a Last Jedi episode uh, with Tracy once, though. Yeah. And Tracy didn't like it initially. I, I didn't. I had some issues with it, but I've come to, to appreciate it. As, as I said at the time, I think I said that um, The Force Awakens was the um, the I love you for the first time, you know, like the, the blossoming of the romance. And then yeah. the last Jedi was the, we need to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the rise of Skywalker is when you give in to your kid throwing a temper tantrum. So you give them exactly what they want. So they'll shut up. <laughs> That's what the rise of Skywalker is. So, I mean, either way, it was going to end the same exact way, but like, no, it wasn't. I the the way they did it, it's I just I just hate that it completely mirrors the original trilogy. And I think yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. Whereas the last year I tried to take it in a different direction and then JJ went right back. Just 
All I have to say is I called it from the first viewing of uh, Force Awakens. I said that Palpatine was behind all of it, and nobody believed me. Like he died. (laughs) He's gone. No one dies in in Star Wars. In everybody else's defense, though, James, I don't think Disney or Lucasfilm knew that it was Palpatine (laughs) when Force Awakens came out. I'm still surprised that they that they killed off Snoke and he was actually dead. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fine because he was just a clone hanging out and everything. (laughs) Anyway, if you enjoyed Andor, we'd love to hear from you. We have a great Discord server where you can come join and uh, talk with people about Star Wars or games or all sorts of nerdy content over there. Uh, Not a lot of movies. Movies that make us were a little quiet on the Discord server. Sorry, we're a little old when it comes to yeah. We're a little old for Discord, but it's okay. It's like learning. Jake Jake has like the YouTube and the Discord. He's kind of the bridge. Val and I are like, yeah. we're, we're too old for that stuff. <laughs> Jake bridges the generational gap. He does. He's the generational gap. <laughs> Val and Tracy are the Danny Glover to my Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. We're getting too old for this. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts so that you get alerted when download or when new episodes are available to download. Make sure you follow us on all the social medias and join our Discord. Uh, I don't have a catchy sign-off yet, Colin. I'm still working on that. I'm sorry. So until next time, uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> This has been an Age of Geek media production. 